Hello everyone and welcome to Confessions of an IT Manager. I'm Joe and I'll be your host today and pretty much every time that you listen to this podcast. So last podcast, which was from this last weekend, we gave an intro to Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Today we're going to talk about the first set of topics that are going along with the classes that I've been giving. Um, To any of you who were trying to attend today's class, uh, forgive me for starting the class kind of late. We had uh, someone squatting on our time in a different conference room that we were supposed to be in, so we had to move to a whole different area. Anyways, today we are going to just cover a couple basics uh, that we've talked about before in the podcast, but they're good, good foundational items. One is password security, and one is mobile device security. So let's get started. So before we jump into password security, I want to give you guys a few stats from 2018 on data breaches. Um, There is a great website that I like to go to, and you guys can go to it anytime you want. It's called uh, uh, breachliveindex.com. All one word, breachliveindex.com. has a running total of how many uh, of uh, data records have been lost or stolen since 2013. Updates every time you refresh the page. It's pretty crazy. Um, As of right now, as I have the website loaded and recording this podcast, um, we're at 14, let's see here, we're at 14,644,949,623. So um, basically, they kind of boil it down into all the stats and, and it's about 81 records every second, if you're curious on that one. Um, that's how many have been stolen since 2013. Pretty crazy. A few other stats for you. Um, 64.5% of cyber breaches or stolen information usually is or involves identity theft. Um, and then the next closest, this all comes from a pie chart, the next closest section of the pie to that is actually 17.5% is unauthorized account access. So identity theft is a major one. It seems like the trend for identity theft has kind of continued to increase. And, and one of the good news pieces out there is that the trend for uh, ransomware has actually started to decrease for once. It's a good thing. Um, it's kind of, you, you know, don't put your guard down and get hit by one, of course. But uh, it's a good thing to see that that's kind of starting to be ineffective now. Um few other stats. Uh, this one's a little bit older, but it counts for all of 2017, like the first part of 2018. Um, the average amount lost due to a cyber attack to a smaller, medium-sized business was about $2.2 million. Um, that boils down to about the total cost of a successful cyber attack per employee or record of employee information that is stolen is about $301 per employee. It's kind of averaging it. Um, which uh, both of those numbers have gone up in the past year. And uh, so it's important to note that that the information is becoming more valuable. If you throw in the health industry into those numbers, that number just increases like crazy. Um, So 301 is just kind of the average for a normal employee record that gets stolen with sensitive information on it. Um, And then uh, 92.4% of malware is delivered via email. Uh, That's going to play in more into next week classes when we talk about phishing. Um, But there's a a few stats for you there, and uh, we'll jump into password security. In a lot of places, 
at work, home, signing up for accounts online, all sorts of stuff like that, you always see them recommend using a strong password. Or, um, for that matter, even just uh, telling you these are the requirements you have to meet. I have some guidelines for you guys to help create strong passwords. Uh, that's also kind of easy so that you don't have to remember some difficult, crazy password. It's more along the lines of a passphrase, and we'll, we'll get into that. The first part, um, strong passwords, uh, general rule of thumb, minimum of eight characters, mixed case, have numbers or symbols, not a single word in the dictionary, software can break that too easy, and then not part of your name, birthday, anniversary, pet's name, anything that somebody could Google or Facebook stock about you, don't use that as part of your password. You really should use unique passwords for every single login you have. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, but uh, passphrases. The easy way to create a password is to create a sentence. And so I'm going to show you an example. Um, this is not my password. I don't use this as any of my passwords. That's why I can tell you guys. So please don't try to hack me because it is definitely not one of my passwords. Um, I use a sentence, my cat Max is eight years old. I take the first letter of each of those, um, have normal capitalization like I normally would, or... Um, in some cases, like where the eight is, instead of spelling out the word eight, I will put a number eight. And for the is, I'll put exclamation mark and S. And so I end up with this password of capital M, lowercase c, capital M, exclamation mark, lowercase s, the number eight, lowercase y, lowercase o, and then a period. It's an incredibly difficult password to break with software. If somebody sees it written down, it is uh, not easy to remember. But every time I'm typing that password into a computer, I'm thinking my cat Max is eight years old and I can remember the password really fast and easy. The other side of that is uh, unique passwords. Now, a password manager like LastPass or anything like that is definitely a benefit to you. Um, it's something that you are welcome to use. I recommend LastPass. There's others out there. Um, that's a great way to create random passwords, store everything, and be able to log into them kind of quick and easy. If you don't want to do that, another method is uh, using like an identifying mark at the start or end or middle or something like that of your password, something you come up with, you know, like a dash FB for Facebook, maybe a capital GM in the front for Gmail, stuff like that. That's kind of up to you, but those are, those are some great recommendations on creating some easy, easy to remember passwords that are also strong. So part two of this week that I wanted to talk about was mobile device security. Uh, so many of us are connected. In fact, I know for a fact from the statistics I can see that like 99% of you listen to this podcast on a mobile device and not uh, using a web browser on a computer. And uh, okay, maybe that's more like 98%. But anyways, um, so I want to talk about some basics, what we can do to help keep our cell phones, our mobile devices safe because um, they do contain a lot of information. They do have access to work accounts and sensitive information at times, all sorts of stuff like that. So one thing is uh, keep the operating system up to date. Install those um, software patches from the manufacturer, from Android, Apple, whoever it happens to be, and keep your apps up to date that are on your phone. When you are out and about, not at your typical places, homework, stuff like that, um, turn off your Wi-Fi when you're not using it. It does save some battery life for you, quite a bit actually. Um, but the way that Wi-Fi works 
it actually protects you from bad guys who can actually sniff the Wi-Fi broadcasts and uh, figure out where you've been, you know, kind of stalk you, stuff like that. Um, believe it or not, you can find that through Wi-Fi, um, through just uh, your cell phone looking for Wi-Fi networks. Um, if you're curious about how that works, I can explain it later. It's kind of a long explanation. I'm not going to worry about it right now. And then speaking of Wi-Fi, you also want to set your Wi-Fi to ask you to join open or public networks instead of just joining it automatically. Um, it's really easy to set up a fake access point, have no password on it, and just let devices connect to it. Highly recommend that you change that setting so it won't just connect to an open network. Another theme is uh, use strong passwords on your device. Um, you know, not one, two, three, four. I kind of don't like the whole uh, pattern that you connect the dots with your fingers because it's kind of easy to see those finger drag marks if you look at the screen. Um, but create a, create a good password for your phone, and then if your phone supports it, use the biometrics, you know, the fingerprint scanner, the iris scanner, stuff like that. Um, so that that way people don't see you enter your unlock code um, and they pretty much have to have your eyes or your fingerprint to unlock your phone and good luck with that. Um, here's a quick statistic for you on that. In fact, it's estimated that one in four financial breaches started with a lost or stolen mobile device. Um, so that's pretty crazy. 25% of uh, all the stolen breaches, ident identity theft that we talked about on that last section, um, started with a mobile device that was either lost or stolen. It's pretty crazy. On apps that you have on your mobile device, I really recommend that you can turn on uh, two-factor authentication if uh, they support it, you know, like uh, Instagram supports it, Flickr, stuff like that. Um, Turn that on. It'll send a code to your phone. Make sure that you're the only one trying to log in. Uh, really good to have that um, and kind of move on from there. I forgot to mention in the password section two-factor authentication. Um, basically, the 2FA is where it will send you a code in an email or call you or um, send you a text message or something like that and uh, basically has this code that after you log in with your password, it wants this code and you have to enter it to get into your account. That's great. Um, I really like it. I'm a big advocate for it. I think that everybody should use it because even if your password is stolen, that step right there, as long as it's set up properly and they don't have access to your other accounts, um, pretty much stops the bad guy cold in their tracks. Uh, then you also get the alert that something is wrong. Um, there's going to be more on two-factor authentication coming up later in later classes this month, um, so uh, watch out for that. And then the last thing, going back to mobile device is uh, install antivirus software on your device, especially us Android users. Um, Android OS is kind of like Windows. Uh, it's pretty easy to create viruses for it. I think it's open source technically. I don't remember. Um, all you programmers out there can tell me and uh, correct me on that if I'm wrong. But um, very easy to create viruses for it, believe it or not. There are viruses that circulate around for Android devices, and there's a handful of them for iPhones as well, iOS. Um, but uh, look into some of those. I'm looking for a new one myself, um, and if I find a good one, I will let you guys know. Uh, I was using Avast and AVG. I tried out both of those on the mobile phone, didn't really like them. Uh, so I was going to keep on going from there. Uh, anyways, uh, check that out. Uh, those are listed under the Play Store. Sometimes you have to pay for them, sometimes you don't. Um, be sure to read reviews on them and stuff like that first before you install them so that you're not installing a fake, non-legitimate one, too.
So guys, that pretty much takes care of the first week here of Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Uh, thank you guys for listening and participating in that as well. Uh, we're going to keep building off of this. Next week, we are going to talk about phishing and vishing and smishing. If it makes sense there, it's kind of confusing. Basically, uh, email phishing, uh, voice phishing, and SMS phishing, which is the text messages. Um, we're going to cover some of that. And uh, then we'll move on from there, kind of keep building up throughout the month. Um, as always, if there's something you guys are curious about, um, have questions about or anything like that, don't be afraid to drop me a line. And thank you guys for listening. Oh, and I almost forgot to uh, leave you guys with a song. Uh, sorry, it's been a crazy day. So I'm going to leave you with one of my favorite country songs right now by my favorite country artist, Luke Combs. And uh, the name of the song is She Got the Best of Me. Go uh, check that out. He has a really neat music video that goes with it. Um, take a look at either of those. It's on YouTube or Spotify or anything like that. Uh, she Got the Best of Me by Luke Combs. <laughs>